people keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Hello and welcome to Pods Unchained, the Godcast podcast. We talk about Gods Unchained, Gods Unchained, and Gods Unchained. I am the Mudman here with Caution Fun. This episode is dedicated to Rid Sevilla, the man with the plan. Caution, how you going today? Oh man, happy to be back, the Mudman. Happy to be back with you in particular. That's a great shout out, great person to dedicate the this episode to Rid Sevilla, the greatest to ever do it. Yep. If you've ever used GU Cardbot on Twitch or in the Discord, uh, you have Rid to thank for that. If you've ever watched a TST stream and gotten free crypto, you have Rid to thank for that. So, uh, yeah, big shouts. Good call. And, um, yeah, it's been a minute, man. How, how you been? What have you been up to? <laughs> uh, I'm doing pretty good. You know, it's been a while because not a ton has changed in Gods Unchained recently, but we're getting a little bit of news. So here we are, back at it. Yeah, you give us something to break down, and we will be here breaking it down. Um, although I do resent that comment a little bit that not much has happened. I don't know if you heard, but um, there was this tournament at the beginning of the calendar year, uh, second week of January to be precise, featuring the top 16 best Gods Unchained tournament players from the calendar year 2022. And uh, they're all fighting for this title, Player of the Year, right? Gods Unchained Player of the Year, you know, singular, super high honor, right? And um, I got invited to that, and that tournament happened. You know what happened? Yeah. Oh, man, me too, man. I'm not good at teasers or, like, leading into things. So, um, I mean, do you want to tell the people, or should I tell them? Yeah, sure, I'll tell everybody. This is sort of like my announcement. It sounds better when you say it. Yeah, this is sort of like like my announcement. Um, with, with so much help from me and the rest of the TS team, Caution was able to become player of the year on the back of his teammates. <laughs> You're not far off. That is... Uh, really entirely correct to be honest um yeah uh yeah pods unchained now features uh the what's play this weekend wizard uh the deck doctor himself the Mudman, and 2022 gods unchained player of the year caution fund greatest player to ever play in 2022 <laughs> that's right um yeah for those who don't know uh the player of the year tournament this is uh i believe the second year that yep. it's uh, existed there um Clutch took down the first tournament in 2021. But he has clearly uh, fallen off, (laughs) as there is a new best player around. Yeah. No, I do think it's funny, and I was telling him this, um, because in the first tournament in 2021, uh, we met in the second round, and he beat me three games to two. And um, he went on to win the whole thing, right? And in this one, I met him in the third round. And, um, it was a really close game, right? Like, really back and forth, huh? Well, not to brag, I swept him, but um, nevertheless, <laughs> I had a lot of things rolling for me. But, um, yeah, no, it was, uh, we, we, you know, a little inside joke there that, like, when we play each other, whoever wins that matchup just wins the whole thing. Which is so, factual. Um, that is factual. Yeah, as of right now, see if we can uh, keep it going into next year. Um, hopefully Clutch qualifies, because, uh, you know... I, you are you're already qualified. Yeah, I'm already, already As you'd expect from the greatest player of the entire year. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I feel like I need to take a shower. 
Um, that said, yeah, uh, this is not entirely uh, self-serving, this conversation here. We at Pods Unchained are going to take this opportunity to celebrate with you guys, the listeners. Uh, we're doing a giveaway to celebrate uh, my, my good fortune and my great teammates who helped me win that tournament there. Um, all you have to do as a listener to enter is uh, quote, retweet this episode, episode 51. We tweet every episode from the at Pods Unchained Twitter account. That's at Pods Unchained on Twitter. It's a step uh, one follow. Right? Yeah, of, oh, of course, while you're there. And um, yeah, quote, retweet this episode, episode 51, with the caption, Pod of the Year 2022. And uh, we will be giving out 22 God's Tokens to a handful of listeners who do so. So uh, yeah, why not? Throw your hat in the ring. Yeah, it'll be great. Uh, I know uh, on the last episode we asked people to go in the TST Discord and uh, type in impop, and uh, don't worry, I have a list. I have a little CSV file here. I'll be getting in touch with you guys shortly. Uh, send you some God tokens for your trouble there as well. Um, that's However, it. the imp wasn't OP, though, because the imp just stayed the same. The yeah, imp was that... actually perfectly balanced. <laughs> don't look at any specific statistics involving the imp. The imp is perfectly balanced. Yeah, um, at, at least, you know according to our actions so far but um yeah we'll be getting to winter wonderlands in uh, just a bit but um to finish up some i guess still personal news right um season one of the council of mortals has come to a close uh we had our last meeting there wrapping up uh what i would consider a productive term at least for me personally um and we've also had the elections for season two of the council of mortals um, now, unfortunately, we don't have the final results for that for you yet, even though the elections com- were completed about, what, a week ago almost, exactly? Yeah, yeah, at least a week ago. Yes, and um, the reason that we didn't get an announcement immediately, uh, you would think it's just a matter of counting the votes, right? Wrong. A bit uh, of controversy. <laughs> yeah. Yes, the voting did not go by without some controversy. Um, for those who uh, either weren't around or uh, you know weren't privy to the entirety of it, uh, an organization, uh, an esports organization called uh, Xborg, had several uh, members of their team or organization, yeah, yeah, conglomerate, whatever. Uh, yeah, they were nominated for the Council of Mortals there. And um, Xborg also has this rewards program for people in their community who complete quests. And, uh, you know, these completing these quests can win you tokens, NFTs, airdrops, etc., right? And uh, one of their quests during that week was to vote for the ex-board members for the council. So uh, naturally, we had a lot of uh, yes. new Gods Unchained community members yes, voting. Huge influx of, <laughs> of uh, ex-board votes coming in right at the end. Yes, and um, yeah, they uh, 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 two of them, I believe, were elected to council seats. Um, that said, obviously, you can't give monetary incentives to get people to vote for you that's yeah you can't add monetary incentives into an election that's yeah that's that's not uh that's not what we're going for that's not exactly uh most democratic process um so obviously uh you know we had a discussion about it uh the gu team had an internal discussion about it and uh they have decided that those nominees have been banned for this cycle they've been removed from consideration for this cycle, they'll yeah. be able to run again in the future, ideally without a, you know, without yeah, with, a, with, with no like you know back alley agreements, <laughs> yeah, underhanded incentive programs or anything like that. Um, and yeah, they'll be replaced by the next highest vote getter, obviously. Um, 
That said, I, I wish we had more concrete news on the results for you. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've uh, we've been told it'll be it'd be a couple of different days, and uh, we haven't gotten the results at time of recording. It's about three forty-five Eastern here on the tenth, so um, I, I, we'll keep you apprised. But we're very very confident that both the Mudman and I have been elected to season two of the council, right? Yeah. Can we say that? Yeah, we we were both. <laughs> Like in elected positions, even with the the export shenanigans, so we we should be fine. Fingers crossed. I would love some confirmation, uh, just so I can sleep a little better at night. But um, past that, you know, because like I I want to know for sure so I can get started. You know, big plans and all that. Yeah, like people have already contacted me about like questions for the council. It would be a bummer for them if I wasn't actually in the council. <laughs> They would make, yeah, they'd, make, they'd look silly. We got to prevent that by any means. Let's just announce the results. What do you say, guys? But um, yeah, we uh, we here at Pods Unchained, uh, first and foremost, I think I speak for the Mudman, honored to represent the community in this capacity. Oh, definitely. Um, we we've already been brainstorming. Literally, like after minutes after the election results, uh, you know, we had our own screenshots and everything there. But um, after the voting concluded, we were already brainstorming on a. Uh, ways that we can make it easier for you guys to know what's going on in the council and uh, better suggest feedback, proposals, suggestions, all that good stuff. Um, one of our ideas was to uh, hold an AMA-style meeting every month or so before the uh, big council meetings on Twitch. Uh, the Mudman and I will make ourselves available. We'll answer your questions, consider your suggestions live. I've upgraded my computer specifically so I can have Discord calls while uh, streaming. Audio out, baby. And then, uh, yeah, and then we're thinking we'll chop that up, uh, the audio anyway, and we'll make it available here on the podcast feed. So, um, yeah, again, keep your ear out for any announcements regarding the council. We'll certainly keep you updated as best we can. And um, looking Um, ahead... Unless we don't win. If we don't win, it's just (laughs) going to be radio silence on this council business. (laughs) If, uh, yeah, if the Pods Unchained Twitter gets deleted in the next, like, week or so, you'll know why. But, um... Yeah, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I'm excited to get started. And if you guys have any, you know, suggestions, questions, concerns, please feel free to reach out to the Mudman or myself. Um, we'd be happy to hear you out. And if we're actually elected, we'll do something about it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, anything else on a personal front you need to cover? Not really. Cool. Been well. Yeah, been doing great. Awesome. All so right, on to the next layer of news. Yeah, let's move on to some uh, game relevant news. What do you say? Um, we have a lot to cover here. Uh. Let's uh, let's do some catching up, and then we'll get to the time-sensitive stuff. Um, I guess a decent place to start. Um, Immutable announced another round of layoffs, this time saying goodbye to a part of their internal game development team. Uh, in turn, they'll be outsourcing that game development work, uh, which will allow them to better focus on the Web3 aspects of the game. Uh, namely, the one partnership that we know about is a... Uh, partnership with a game development team called Secret Six. Uh, apparently they're very well known and very uh, respected within the industry. Um, and according to Chris Clay and the team, they will be developing tools to improve the speed and quality of improvements to the game, which I like that. sounds nice. Yes, right? I like that. You like good things and dislike bad things, correct? Yes, that's a, I ran on that. Me too. It's a good platform. <laughs> and um, one of the first things that we'll see uh, was revealed to be a new limited game mode, probably sealed or draft format. Uh, yeah. No hard details there, but yeah. In, in uh, the AMA, they compared it heavily to like tavern brawls in Hearthstone, 
which um, if you're unaware is like a, a format that changes weekly. Um, it sometimes like varies greatly from normal gameplay. Maybe it's like all cards cost one mana. Maybe it's like your deck is only five cards. Maybe it's like you can only use a certain, you know, a certain tribe or what have you. But um, like the, the fact of the matter is it seems like we're gonna be able to have new game modes like often. Yeah, that's awesome. It sounds like a more modular system so they can mm-hmm. like make small tweaks and updates to it easier. Which... Like, like a mesh system. Ooh. Gods Unchained likes that. It's how their cards are made. For sure. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, no, but it, yeah, I mean, fixing the uh, like foundational architecture has been something that I know the c- community has been clamoring for for a while now. And um, I mean, if that results in more updates, better and faster, I mean, you know, Again. Yeah, that's what we want. The, this whole like uh, this whole year has just been slow updates that happen few and far between. So a, a stark change would be nice. For sure, absolutely. Yeah, um, you're right. I mean, in in our three plus years in Gods Unchained, uh, one consistency has been the fact that um, game development has kind of lagged behind the blockchain development, the blockchain aspects of the game. I mean, they built Immutable X. You know? Yeah, which like they sort of had to do. That was like a an on the fly decision because Layer One just wasn't working for cheap payments anymore. Right, but like so, I mean, they built like the world's first feeless NFT roll up, and like we still don't have a weekend ranked counter in the client. Yes. So, you know, <laughs> apples to apples. You know, uh, yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm excited to see them better focus on what's clearly their strength. And if you're gonna outsource any part of your, you know development process it should be the one that you've shown to be the weakest at right so oh yeah the, the ui has been a consistent issue with gods unchained forever so i yeah yeah so and these secret six guys apparently are good i'm excited to see how they perform yeah for sure time will tell how it plays out but um yeah definitely uh, excited to see them uh you know prioritizing that area and um speaking of which uh, along those lines there we got a mobile pre-alpha yeah very cool mobile finally sort of here Yep, people have been clamoring for mobile uh, since the beginning. Yep, and, since day uh, one. For sure. And we finally got the first uh, mobile release there. It's a pre-alpha, and it is definitely a pre-alpha. Um, it is Android only, for starters, uh, which I think rolled you out of trying yeah, it, Yeah, I, I, haven't, I haven't seen it. Gotcha, yeah. I mean, I tried to uh, get it running on an old Samsung Galaxy S9 Plus. Yeah, apparently it that, needs uh, to be 10 or higher. Gosh. Okay. See, that makes sense. Yeah, because I couldn't get the package to download correctly. Um, but yeah, again, I figured it's an old phone. Chances yeah, like, were low. From from what I've heard and from the like the player feedback that I've seen, it like essentially works. Like the the client apparently <laughs> is very quick. Um, there are a few glaring issues. Like um like for one like empower just doesn't work. You cannot click the empower button, hmm. which is is kind of a huge deal. Yeah, those cards got worse. Yeah, like they became <laughs> unplayable. And then like there are like the the cool really flashy bugs where like a player's screen will be like bright pink and black. Ooh. Those are neat. That sounds uh like generative artwork there. It looks like generative artwork. Just sell it. Um yeah, no, I heard about uh, uh Soul One was telling us there. Best in the game, our producer Soul One, big shots. Uh he was saying for C and Delve were all messed up as well as empower uh it seems like anything that brought up those like secondary options for you to choose from was pretty busted and um some folks were having trouble getting past the captcha initially to yeah sign in. I've, I've heard a bunch of people <laughs> having issues with the captcha where it'll say something along the line of like click all the fire hydrants but there will be no fire hydrants oh that's exciting cool 
Um, yeah, so again, definitely a pre-alpha. Um, that said, we, they, we did hear word that they are partnering with another studio that is yet to be announced uh, to help with future mobile development. So again, yeah, fortifying your weaknesses, right? Let's go for it. Yeah, and then they, they did say that um, like iOS is like is close at hand, which, which I'm surprised about. I thought iOS would be a huge hurdle for them to tackle. For sure, yeah. I would love to see an iOS release, get it going on my iPhone there. Yeah, just and, like um, most of the world has iPhones. It's just better if it's on the iPhone. For sure. And um, yeah, I also heard them say that uh, you know they would be iterating on the feedback and uh, you know obviously bug squashing and the like, and um, they're hoping to get a more solid release as well as that ios version out by the end of cycle which is june to them so i mean if that's like the tail end of the range we can expect that to be yeah, delivered that's pretty i'm pretty stoked on that yeah for sure the the beginning of this year has gone by in a flash i think we'll be in june in no time right yeah and uh yeah uh, as far as uh you know just pumping out new features um you know definitely excited to see them take some steps in the right direction there and uh, maybe even more exciting is they've also started to check some uh, tasks off of the backlog there. You know, three-plus-year-old promises that were made that they weren't, weren't fulfilled exactly. Uh, finally getting around to those, uh, namely the Etherbots airdrop. That just hit today. Yeah, I, I thought nothing would ever come of Etherbots. In, in my head, they were locked. The supply was was here. I'm, <laughs> I'm very surprised that anything happened with the Etherbots. Yeah, for those who don't know, um, the Fuel Games is the company that eventually became Immutable. And under Fuel Games, the first game that they created was a game called Etherbots, where you know you had a NFT robot. Your, your robot was comprised of NFT parts, and you would you know do battle with them in some capacity. I don't know. I didn't play the game, but this is just what I've heard from a you know secondarily. But um, when they uh, when they closed down development of Etherbots and started development of Gods Unchained under the Immutable umbrella, um, as a thank you to the people who purchased Etherbots cards and supported their first game, they rewarded them with Gods Unchained cards, which is how you get the Etherbots set. They allowed Etherbots parts owners to redeem their parts in exchange for Gods Unchained cards, and um, not all of them were redeemed, though. Uh, this is back several years pre-IMX when all everything was operating on mainnet, and um, it's like 150 bucks <laughs> or less. But uh, yeah, uh, you know, I think I think Etherbot's parts holders themselves had given up hope on ever being able to redeem their remaining parts. But um, yeah, it's nice to see them finally circle back, make those people whole, and um, and there's for, a chance of, of balance changes with Etherbot's cards, which for sure. like also like which has been available since the beginning of time, but like until now it was impossible to actually modify the cards. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm definitely excited for yeah the supply issue to be finalized, and now we can get on to the balancing issue. Um, you know, I know <laughs> the announcement sent ripples throughout the community and the marketplace, uh, mostly because of Magic Missile Launcher a card that has been in every Control War archetype, really, since it's been introduced to the game. Yep, even after getting nerfed. Believe it or not, this is post-nerf Magic Missile Launcher. It used to be a lot better. They wouldn't believe it. But, um, yeah, it used to be a lot better. It used better. to be so much better. But, um, yeah, now, uh, you know, with people talking about the potential for nerfs, now that the 
supply has uh, been finalized there, as well as the increase in supply for commons in the Etherbot set across the board. We saw 25 to 30% supply increases. So, um, you know, you figure if demand stays the same and supply increases, the price should drop. And, uh, you know, people, I guess, uh, fear uncertainty and doubt about potential nerfs there. Uh, yeah, which makes sense. Yeah, definitely combined to uh, send some shockwaves throughout the marketplace there. But I'm going to tell you something, my man. I, I think people are looking at this the wrong way. Everybody's asking, uh, ooh, 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 oh no, what if they nerf, nerf Magic Missile Launcher, you know? But I haven't seen one person ask, what happens when they buff Arcane Sphere? I don't think they're going to buff Arcane Sphere. I don't think they're going to buff anything. Not and that attitude. Al although buffs are cool and fun, <laughs> I think buffing the Etherbots cards would be such a huge mistake. I think they're at an opportunity where they can finally lock the Etherbots. <laughs> and I don't think... I, I wouldn't like them to be like, we're buffing Arcane Sphere and like other stuff, and we're locking it today. Mm. That seems like a mistake to me, and I can't imagine they want to keep the balancing phase open. Okay, when you put it like that, you've convinced me. It's fine as a one-two. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just excited to see anything that, you know, sends a shockwave of economic activity through the market. I'm excited to see. And um, along those lines, we had uh, another big introduction into the economy there. Uh, welcome set cards are real cards now. Mm -hmm. How about that? Tradable, fusable. Yeah. Um, anything you can do with a regular card, you can do with a welcome card. Except yeah. make them go from plain to meteorite. Yep, and uh, that sounds awfully similar to a council proposal that I put forward at the fourth council meeting of my first term as a Council of Mortals member. Um, oh wait, that's because it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that um, I, I'm actually I'm su I'm so so stoked on that. Just you know, obviously, like I, I like that it was me, but <laughs> but um, just the fact that like you know the council can make a tangible you know impact on the game. Um, you know, for those who don't know. Uh, in the fourth council meeting there, I put forward a proposal to mint all of the welcome set cards that had been purchased from the star store, uh, treat them as you would normal cards, with the exception that they can't be forged from plain to meteorite for, yeah, for obvious, obvious reasons. reasons. Yep. <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, the team was very receptive. Uh, they said they'd get to it as soon as they could. And within a couple of months, it was implemented and executed. And yep. uh, Now you can have any plain or any meteorite or higher core card that you want. Yeah, and in those rare like situations where you're you're fusing your core cards and five of them get eaten, you can just buy five more, no problem. Yeah, absolutely. That happened to me with my second Diamond Vanguard Axe Woman. Oh my gosh! It just like, it was like one of the last shadows I had to make. They just got eaten. Had to buy. Oh, it. I thought it was the diamond. That no, got the diamond eaten. didn't oh get eaten. That gosh. would have been a setting. That would have been hours of clicking for nothing. Good lord, I'd still be crying. But uh, yeah, no, yeah, um, I'm excited to play with. Um, welcome set cards in my daily play and earn decks without completely kneecapping my uh, multiplier there. Yep. Um, and yeah, another one where you just you love to see a new element added to the marketplace, uh, you know, to the whole game economy and ecosystem. It's really nice to see. Yeah, it makes the star store so much more relevant. For sure, yeah. We, we In theory, depending what's in the star store, you have a star to dollar conversion rate available to you. And I know that rate was pretty high just last week when Vanguard Axe Woman was in the star store, right? Yep. I, I personally, I have no more stars. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I burnt all the way down to four digits, I believe. But um, yeah, why not? No better candidate for it, I think. Um, we're going to be so salty if sealed mode comes and you have to enter with stars. Yeah. 
Yeah. I can't imagine that being the case. Well, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But um, uh, yeah, and uh, last but uh, certainly not least, as far as uh, new cards introduced into the into the game, uh, Winter Wonderlands is now locked. Yep, came it, and went real came, quick. Uh, came, didn't get any patches, got locked. Yep, first try Fridays on uh, the balance and design for that set there, and um, I don't know. What do you think? How? how how, first of all, are, are there any mistakes? And also, how relevant overall do you think the set is? Like, the the set's relevancy is, like, a really strange question. <laughs> because, um, like, 95% of Winter Wonderlands is relevant. Um, and then there's the Woodcutter Imp and, like, Valka's Slay Master to a lesser extent, which are extremely relevant. Like, if, uh, if you look at, like, GU decks right now, you can see that Aggro War is, like, 30% of the meta, like, at least. And um, before Imp of White Plains existed, or Valka, they, like, Aggro War was, like, a joke god. It was, like, what you play if you're sick of playing Zoolite. And now with the addition of just, like, pretty much just the Imp, it's the most popular archetype by far. And then besides the Imp, nothing is really that relevant. That's ironic. I feel like that was uh, the one card we were ran the alarm bells about during. Literally that. everybody ran the alarm bells on it. <laughs> it's a three-three with goblets. Yes, it turns out it's really great. Um, huh. You play two of them in any war deck, control or otherwise, um, and it's great. Curious. Um, yeah. Outside of that, there, uh, you don't think Winter's Bounty? Like, I guess, like Winter's Bounty made it so like control nature is the most common nature archetype as, as opposed to aggro nature from before but um like control nature is not super relevant in the meta like like nature definitely did change but nature wasn't a big deal before winter wonderland and it's not a huge deal after winter wonderland yeah i mean i, I was kind of excited for control nature just to be a bit more viable yeah, which um, has been cool yeah and i mean i did i brought it to the player of the year tournament and it performed really really well yeah. and um you know, it, it can definitely ask some tough questions of a wide range of decks, and I think that's due in large part to the introduction of Winter's Bounty. Yeah, being but, able to heal and like sustain at 40 is a big deal. Oh, for sure. But uh, it's nowhere near as impactful as the, the war meta that we're currently in. Oh, no, you're absolutely yeah, right. The and, best um, aggro deck being aggro war, the best control deck being control war. Yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm trying to, like, you know, the easiest uh, set to compare it to, obviously, is Light's Verdict, and we all know exactly how relevant Light's Verdict is. It's yeah, it's extremely relevant, but that much. one in a neutral sense, whereas this one is just war. For sure, yeah. This, uh, you know, Light's Verdict's impact on the meta is, like, probably the largest of really any set introduced, like, per... Yeah, definitely. ...per pound, you know, uh, per card impact, right? But, um, yeah, so Winter Wonderlands, comparatively, definitely lacking in that regard. But um, yeah, It's way weaker, but I would say I, I like it more. It's also swung things quite a bit. Yeah. Um, you're right, yeah, bringing aggro war into relevancy. Um, you know, and just, yeah, I feel like every time I sit down to play now, it's, uh, I'd say, like, 30 to 40% war. Yeah, the, the stats say at Mythic Rank it's 30% war. Or if it's not, it's, like, 29%. Well, that fits with my experience, so... Uh, and of that 30%, usually 24% is aggro. Last time I checked. The what to play this weekend, Wizard strikes again, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, no, yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I'm, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, it's, it's frustrating thinking about Winter Wonderlands in the context of, like, you know, Light's Verdict or even Mortal Judgment. Just thinking about, like, or even the Corset Refreshed, you know? Just thinking about, like, you know, it doesn't seem very relevant to me. I feel like there are 
things that are just having a greater impact on the overall meta that we should probably be addressing or should have addressed when we had the opportunity yeah. uh, to where Winter Wonderlands, I don't know, I feel kind of numb to it. Yeah, it, it's a, it seems like a lackluster set overall. Yeah, less than exciting. But we did get a new Atlantean. Yeah, we did, we did. <laughs> she was. But is it really an Atlantean? She doesn't, she doesn't have a knife. All the other Atlanteans have little knives. Yeah. This one doesn't have a knife. At so. least all the other watchers, yeah. So I, I, Which is unfortunate. Yeah, just definitely an oversight from mm-hmm. the uh, the art team there, but you know that's all right. I yeah. figure the old art team didn't put it in the cliff notes that the watchers need little tiny knives. Yeah, little knives that you can barely even see, but I will notice. Yeah, but going forward, give them the knives. Give them the knives. Come on. <laughs> all right, are we? Uh, I think I think we're pretty much all caught up there. Other than, uh, well, I mean, we have some current current events. Yeah. That are, uh, super relevant super time sensitive listeners gotta know listeners gotta do yeah listeners get excited we're gonna say it any second now <laughs> i think the i think first and foremost um we we gotta talk about this uh forging event that they announced the other day a huge news if you missed this <clears throat> yeah if you if you've been living under a rock uh <laughs> as of later today a time of recording probably live by the time you listen to this until april 27th for the next six plus weeks the forge is free that's right god's unchained's gone crazy you better do all your forging now before they they come back to normal <laughs> it's a commercial yeah that's good that's a good read um yeah uh that's a, you know i should clarify um I don't mean plane to meteorite quality, that initial fuse from the core cards you earn by playing the game to those tradable meteorite copies. That is not free. You'll still be paying for that. You'll definitely be paying to bring new cards you know, into the ecosystem. That said, from meteorite all the way to diamond is free. Yeah, no more fees. No flux, no gods tokens, just free. Crazy. Oh. I wonder if that's going to make the forging process notably faster. Right? Like, am I still going to have to, like, sign all this stuff if I'm not actually using any assets? Yeah, well, I mean, so you'll have, instead of signing six transactions, you'll sign five, one for each card, but then you don't have to sign for the token transfer. Okay, we're saving time. Absolutely. That adds up. That's one way to look at it, and that's uh, really generous and optimistic, and uh, I appreciate that perspective. Um, I'm still dreading the amount of clicking I'm about to do over the next six weeks. But, yeah, uh, I'm a little upset that they're forcing me to click <laughs> uh, because it'd be silly not to. Yeah. But uh, I do feel good about being about procrastinating so long with so many of my cards. <laughs> right. And I think um, one of the reasons that uh, this announcement uh, has... It's so divisive. Yeah, it's it, it has been... Uh, provocative, controversial. It has spurred some very passionate uh, takes and feedback and suggestions from the community there. Um, I would say the loudest people in the room are not happy. But that's normal. Usually the loudest people are the ones who are unhappy. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Um, I mean, in in this instance, you know, um, because, dude, it's such a tricky situation. I've been thinking about this a lot over the past, like, two days because... That is such a massive, massive thing. Like, you know, really the one of the foundations of the entire play and earn economy is the idea that, you know, you spend gods 
to forge higher tier shines and forge tradable cards. Uh, you know, again, the latter of half of which is not changing, but um, half of that equation is in like an unprecedented way. I also think the fact that it came out of nowhere, you know, uh, people don't usually like you know surprises that, that might like even slightly negatively affect them. It hits way worse than when you have like a bunch of warning or something. Although I'm not really sure how you do go about <laughs> doing this without making it a surprise because it, it is unprecedented. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I know, I know a lot of people are, you know, really, really upset for, you know, personal reasons, obviously. Um, and, you know, I, I understand that I do, um, because really, like, <laughs> everybody should be stoked on this who still has cards to fuse. But the people who are not stoked on this are the people that have fused all of their cards already and paid full price for it. I mean, you know, I, I'm I, yeah. The first thing that I thought of when I read this announcement was, dang, just this past month or so, I've spent upwards of like three hundred gods tokens just forging, you know, various you know, epics and legendaries up a, up a tier or two, and um, you know. That's a bummer. I wish I wish I had gotten that for free. Yeah, it, it would have right? been nice if it was free. You still sure. have the ability to fuse things up starting today for free. Exactly. Which yeah. is good. Right. And um, you know, also like I can't really I can't beat myself up too badly because, you know, I made a decision at the time with the information I had available. And, you know, that's that was my decision. I gotta live with that. Um, you know. Yeah, that said, uh it, it does quote-unquote punish the people who used the forge the most you know and like i feel like the people who used the forge the most are the you know that's the type of behavior we want to incentivize that's the type those are the types of uh community members that we should reward and you know thank and instead um you know they they are the ones that i guess lose out the most from yeah, this, they, right? they have the least to benefit Exactly. At least, <clears throat> right, right. Yeah, but um, I, I would say, like, at least in my opinion, I think it's generally good news. I think it's mostly positive. Like mainly just because uh, it helps more players just be able to play the game like as they intended. Like to be able to get to all shadow cards in your deck or have that like spattering of shadows, golds, and diamonds like to improve your daily play and earn. So like uh, my philosophy has always been: if the game is good and working, then the investment will pay off. And this will get more people playing the game properly. Ideally. So, like, in the long run, hopefully it works out. Yeah. And also, this only lasts for six weeks. So, like, we're all... It's going to go back to status quo eventually. It might, but... Like, um, we'll, we'll feel the ripples of this for a long time. Right, but, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, trying to look at it objectively, right? Um, you know, trying to think, like, what are the first order effects that are happening here? Um, you know, first thing that I can think of is meteorite supply of cards probably goes down which i think is the reason that the gods and chain team wanted to do this in the first place and then higher tier shine supply will increase right mm-hmm. um which you know a higher tier shine uh supply increasing means more players will have access to them ideally at better prices which means more players playing with them which means uh you know the average fragments earned per game is likely to increase as a result of this, right? Just more shiny cards in circulation, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, just more fragments sense. earned, which means like if you are not using this event 
to upgrade the shine quality of your decks if you're not also upgrading your shine multiplier. Yeah, you'll lose out on the daily plan earned for sure. Right, you'll, you're likely to lose out on God's tokens earned, you know, just as a portion of the greater pool. Um, you know, so there's a first order effect there. The second one though, <clears throat> and I think that's my biggest concern uh, as it pertains to this there, is um, the fact that it kind of removes the God's tokens two primary functions, right? Like, I, I try to look at it, you know, at, from the perspective of somebody who's trying to decide whether or not they want to hold God's tokens. And I can think of two reasons you would want to hold God's tokens at this point in time. Uh, the first being you want to use them to forge higher quality cards and increase your daily plane or multiplier, uh, which now you don't need them. Now it's free for the next six weeks, so you're removing that demand aspect from the equation. And then the other reason you would want to hold God's token is to earn the staking rewards from their Blessing of the Gods program. Yeah, and that's where it really gets hurt. Exactly. Um, you know, I, I saw, I, I think the last payout uh, that hit from the Blessing of the Gods program was like calculated out to 30 to 40% APY, right? Um, so, you know, you know, obviously a, a great rate. It's always nice to get, you know, God's airdrop to you every month just for holding them. But, um, you know, the source of those rewards, the source of those staking rewards is people using gods to forge higher tier shine cards. Every, every fraction of a gods that you spend in the forge goes right to the staking rewards pool, and that's redistributed to people who hold gods tokens. So, you know, I, the reason we saw such high APYs, 30 40%, is because we just had a huge influx of people forging from the welcome set cards going live. Everybody forging, you know, shiny Vanguard Axe Woman's Wild Hogs. Yeah, Raid Revelers, all that stuff. All that stuff, exactly. So, I mean, you know, all that huge influx of gods into the staking rewards pool, it's paying out this great APY. That could be an incentive to hold gods tokens on IMX. But now, where are those staking rewards going to come from? There's going to be no god spent at the forge. Or there, there will be. It'll just be substantially less because it'll be playing the meteorite. Right, exactly. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, you know, again, those two reasons that you would potentially want to, you know, buy and or hold god's tokens, you're kind of removing both of those at the same time. So, I mean, that does worry me a bit about, you know, just looking at it objectively. Why would I want to hold God's tokens at least for the next little while? They'll still be emitted at the same rate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you have much less use of them currently. Exactly. Like, uh, I will say, like, Devil's Advocate, um, when we were talking about those new game modes and, like, new game tools um, in the AMA where they announced that, the, they, like, floated around the idea of maybe you will have to pay to do these, like, new game modes. That could be a way to spend God's. Perhaps like the gods spent on that game mode could be redistributed to stakeholders. Like they're like obviously that's me speculating. That's nowhere near a real thing. For sure. But uh, like that's something else they could do. Like if they're going to be adding new things to the game, they can create new god sinks whenever they need to. And um, like one issue that was happening with the forge or daily planner in the beginning was um you know you would look at your deck and you would see I have enough gods to turn this card diamond, but then you would see it would cost so many gods to make a diamond. Is it worth it for your daily play and earn? Like you'd be in a position where you would make you'd make much more just having meteorite as opposed to forging all the way to diamond, and that's obviously no longer the case at least for the six week period. So like from the Gods Unchained team's perspective, I would think it's extremely problematic if players are like weighing their options and they're saying they don't want to go to higher shines when they definitely want you to go to higher shines. For sure. 
Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and um, I, I think, you know, a stronger point that you mentioned is, you know, they can do anything going forward, you know? Um, I, I see a lot of people, and, and I, I guess the most important thing to stress is we don't know how it's going to play out. Nothing like this has ever played out. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I was thinking about it. Like, I saw quite a few people in uh, the GU Discord there um, that were talking about the cost of manufacturing a card, basically, and using that as, like, a baseline or as a reason to invest in cards on, like, the secondary market, you know? Uh, if a common core card costs 0.1 gods to forge and it's being sold for 0.1 gods... You know, like that's uh, it's, uh, people were using that as like a, a, a barometer, you know, mm -hmm. for like whether something is you know valued or undervalued, um, you know. And I, I I I think that was misguided from the get because I mean right from the beginning when they you know uh, reintroduced the forge there, um, they've always said that the cost of fusing, the flux costs and the gods costs. Are subject to change um, you know I, I honestly thought that there was a non-zero chance that they would increase the amount of gods required as the USD value of the gods token has dwindled uh, you know if gods tokens are worth like two cents a pop maybe it costs like three gods to forge a legendary instead of one and a half whatever um, which again they might do. Yeah, that, that could still happen. Right. Like, there's a bunch of people that are, you know, bummed that they spent, like, 0.7 gods per epic card, and, like, now it's now it can be done for free. But, like, what if at the end they're like, okay, we're bringing it back, but now all the costs are doubled? Yeah. You know? Then like, it's like, oh, hey, I, I did it 50% cheaper than I can now. Like, you know, so it's, yeah, it's, it's a so matter it's of perspective, perspective, right? Yeah, yeah like, like, for example, I remember when I first bought Demo, I was upset that I spent $17 on one card. Whereas now, that would be a great thing. Jeez Louise. Do you guys hear that? Yeah, I like. I know we were in similar boats. We were like, am I really going to spend like $28 for this Jason right now? <laughs> and, and in retrospect, it was actually a good purchase. Just give me a time machine, man. My goodness. All in. All in Death Wish Sanitars. Although I kind of... Did that anyway. <laughs> been there, killed that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, so I, I, again, um, I, I'm curious to hear what uh, your guys' thoughts are at home on this subject. I know it's a very tricky, very nuanced topic. Uh, a lot of few people feel a lot of types of way. Um, if you have something to say about it, uh, let us know. You can always leave a voice message on a, a link in the description here. <laughs> And um, I forget if that's on Anchor or on uh, PodsUnchained.com. I'll have to check. They'll figure it out. But um, yeah, you guys are smart. Um, but yeah, again, that uh, free forging event. No flux, no gods from, me from meteorite to diamond. That is available now until April 27th. Yeah, and you should definitely take advantage of it. For sure. If you have anything to fuse, get it in now for sure. Um, free Dan is going to spend the next entire six weeks only fusing. I don't think he's fused a single card yet. Oh my goodness. Good lord. His streams are going to be so much brighter. So much brighter, but like <laughs> probably really boring for the next couple of weeks as he just has to do this. <laughs> my goodness. We've never needed mass fusing more. Oh man. You know how we got that uh, skip animations button in the pack oh. opening tab? Can we get that in the forge, you think? No way. <laughs> it's already we're, We already said it's going to go from six clicks to five, so... 
saving a lot of time. Every six cards, it's like you didn't do one. Got to count your blessings, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, we should probably jump on that after we finish recording anyway. Um, yeah, we also got some more uh, time-sensitive news uh, for you guys to take advantage of there, or not. Um, for the next uh, week, for this week, started today, uh, going going until March 16th at 11.59 p.m. UTC, uh, 25% off all Mortal Judgment packs if you pay in God's token. Now, um, I, I did go and check the website, and it says the current discount is 16.3%. That's not correct. If you do the math, the packs are actually 25% off. I'm not sure why it says that. It's a little confusing, but uh, rest assured that you are getting the full discount. Yeah, I don't want to give financial advice, but if you continue to do the math, you'll probably find that you should just buy them off the secondary market. That is correct. Uh, luckily, we have the best producer in the game, Soul One, and uh, He did he, the math for everybody, actually. He scrapped together some numbers for us. Uh, get your notebooks out. Listen to this here. So um, with the 25% discount, you're looking at about $2.10 for a rare pack, about $5.85 for an epic pack, and a legendary pack will set you back about $21, right? Um, so the legendary packs, they cost $21, and the best legendary you can get in Meteorite costs $14. Yeah, so that's not good. You gotta hit a lottery for that one. And all others are under 10 so that's best bad. But let's talk epic packs. Are the epic packs worth it for $5.85? Even worse than That's a rhetorical man. question. The epic packs are really bad. Yes, they are by far the worst of the bunch. Um, epic packs cost about $6, like I said, $5.85. Can I guess how much the average epic is before you say it? Well, tell, we, we have the best meteorite epic card. What do you think the most expensive meteorite epic card for Mortal Judgment is, and what do you think it costs? Uh, is... Is Necroceptor from Mortal Judgment? Or is that Divine no, Order? that's Divine Order. Um, it can't be more than a dollar. Oh, you are so correct. It is 10 cents. Yeah. That is a $5.85 pack. And two of your slots, the best meteorite card you can pull is worth about 10 cents. So, so you're uh, going to have to get double diamond on that one. <laughs> not good there. Um, as per usual, rare packs are the best bang for your buck, but uh, still not above break even. The best meteorite rare currently costs about a dollar and forty cents on the market. Most of them are below, you know, thirty-five cents a quarter, and uh, the rare pack will cost you about two dollars. So nowhere near as bad, expected value-wise, as the epic packs. But um, yeah, again, you're still better off searching the secondary market for uh, whatever cards you need. Odds yep. are. And, um, yeah, that's that for uh, Mortal Judgment packs. And uh, next, uh, this, is, this is a big one here. Speaking of new packs, packs you actually might want to buy from the primary market there. We have a new set coming, dude. Yeah, a new slightly bigger mini set. A, a new medium set coming out. A, a big mini set. A jumbo shrimp, if you will. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> new set is called Band of the Wolf. What do you think about that? I think I think it's very exciting. I, I'm I've been clamoring for new cards. If anyone's been paying attention, nothing has has changed in the Gods Unchained meta since December seventeenth, um, which is the longest span of time, at least in, in my memory of Gods Unchained doing nothing. So, Jeez. Yeah, so I can't wait until new things come out. When you say that, like it really sinks in. It's almost three months. It was last year. You can say last year. Good lord. 
Oh my gosh, can we get Mudman some new content so he has stuff to say during his What to Play This Weekend videos on the Team Stream Team YouTube page? I have nothing to say. I haven't talked in days. <laughs> We've been trying to fill the void with uh, some tournament gameplay there. Uh, make sure you check out the Team Stream Team YouTube page. Uh, but yeah, Mudman will be back with a vengeance, I'm sure, as soon as this new set drops. Yeah, and also you know, keep your eyes peeled because there might be some new content with me and the professor coming out any day now. Ooh, that's exciting. I love Prof. We gotta get him on the pod one of these days. Um, yeah, back to the new set there. Uh, it's called Band of the Wolf. Like you said, there are 38 cards in total. A bit bigger than Light's Verdict, still a mini set. Uh, it's coming March 30th. March 30th is the release date. About, uh, you know... Three, 20 days. Yeah, about three weeks from now. And um, hopefully we get some spoilers soon. I mean, I feel like we got spoilers, like like over a month prior to other sets yeah, coming out they're probably just trying to figure out how to like how they're going to do the spoilers if they're going to distribute card images to community members and whatnot yeah they, I, it's got to be soon i hope they do that again that was I, I always enjoy doing that they're honored when they uh choose us to be a part of that reveal process and um yeah if we get any news on that front here at pods unchained we'll certainly let you know um, one th little bit of insight that we do have into the new set, other than the lore, which I understand you have been digging deep into. Oh yeah, get this. I've, I must have read all the lore for this seven or eight times. Unbelievable. Probably about five or so minutes cumulative reading. Huh, not much? <laughs> not much. Uh, we got, we get some information on all of the new, they're not champions, they're, they're band members, but mercenary band members. There's, uh, there's seven of them, one for each god and neutral, presumably. And uh, it's it looks fun. It's a We're entering a new location in Yukos that we've never seen before. It's called the, the coastline of Ava Duran. Uh, and then specifically, it's the village of... What was, what's the village called? Like, Ran, like Ranico is the village, right? I wanted to wait till you said it. I think it's Ranico, but I'm not 100% yeah, sure on the Ranico pronunciation. is the specific village that we know is about to be under siege by a whole bunch of bad guys. But despite the fact that bad guys are coming, the whole town's in like pretty high spirits. And in fact, some brave townsfolk, they're learning the basics of combat. So that's exciting. But uh, as far as our like band leaders are concerned, like I said, there's seven of them. There's Eco, the undaunted duelist. She ain't got no daunt. Uh, I think she's going to be neutral. And then there's Rios, the old wolf. This, I think, is a war card. And Rios, the old wolf, this is the leader of the band of seven. She's old, but she's smart. She's a mercenary with a heart of gold, and she finds other mercenaries with hearts of gold. Then there's Argus, the literal fat cat, who also has a heart of gold. Um, he was the runt of the litter. But despite being the runt of the litter, he ended up being very large. And despite hating violence, he's a great warrior. Can't wait to see what he's doing. Um, then there is Shira, the spirit speaker. This, I think, is a death card. She dies and comes back to life, like most death legendaries. Uh, then there's Devia. This is the nature person. Uh, they're an Amazon, but they don't love the imperfections that come along with the Amazons. This guy who plays a pan flute and is known as the Deadly Serenade is searching for perfection, and he has come to the conclusion that although this band of mercenaries isn't perfect, they're gosh darn close, and he's going to join. Sounds like a heart of gold. 
No, this one does not have a heart of gold. This guy actually seems kind of like a jerk. Never mind, I'll go back to... Yeah. <laughs> then there's Gamma, the Lord of Berries. And this guy seems to be the Deception uh, Band member. This guy is, is clearly based off of Sun Wukong from Journey to the West. Clearly. Clearly, he has, he's got the pole, he has the hair, he's in the pose, he's doing that. Um, and then the final band member is, I believe, the Magic champion, if you will, and that is uh, Juramat, or Juramate, and he is the Boon Tinkerer. This guy, get this, mm-hmm. his tools are his swords, and his inventions are his shields. That's what he says about himself. It doesn't make sense to me. It implies that you use swords to make shields, but maybe you do in this world. <laughs> um, yeah, and like I said, they live on the coast. They know something bad's going to happen, but they're in very high spirits. Is that it? That's it. That's, all. That's pretty much all the information. I didn't give everybody's like epitaphs, except for the Deadly Serenade, because that's my favorite. Yeah, we'll have to get to that next episode. Lord of Berries. Mm-hmm. Actually, I did say all of them except the cat. Argus the White Wall. It's a cat with a heart of gold and a big, big belly. Yup. That's all we know. And the new keyword ally. Oh yes, the new keyword ally, <laughs> which um, we we can we can think about what that could be. Well, yeah, um, do you have any guesses? I have some guesses. See, in the the most recent AMA, Chris Clay um, described what ally is, okay, or what it does, and it makes perfect sense to me from a card game perspective. He said that ally is a keyword that creates uh, story building between cards. So I think it's pretty obviously just Ward. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, you had me there for a second. Um, yeah, man. Oh wow, that uh, I I I thought I had. I thought I was like honing in on what it might be, but that is uh, just Ward really changed my perspective there. I think it might just be Ward. I think it's be Ward, <laughs> or some, some like it's like sleep, but not exactly. Oh boy, oh, ugh, don't, no, but nah. in, in reality, if if I had to guess, which we have no information on except for its story building put it down what's um, your best bet i i think that each of the the champions or band leaders as i've been flip-flop calling them i think they're gonna have ally okay and then each other creature on the board alongside your band mate will have some sort of effect so maybe like argus the white wall maybe he makes it so all of your creatures have frontline or maybe they all have like plus one health um and then maybe the Berry King gives it gives all your creatures after life get a vibrant fruit. I hmm. don't know. Interesting. That's, that'd be cool. So you think you think the only the only cards with ally will be each of the domain legendaries on the one neutral? Yeah, like that's what I'm thinking. Hmm. And then like all creatures like around them will be their allies. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it is, it's only a thirty-eight card set. So, how many of these cards do you think will give ally? It's not going to be all of them. Yeah, it can't. So, be. if it's all the legendaries, which would make sense, that's seven already. Um, yeah, I mean, I could see that. Um, I was thinking, yeah, probably all the legendaries will have it. Maybe I was thinking like, you know, two neutral epic cards that are just way better than everything else. No, um, well, maybe we chase <laughs> those. Ooh, I like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I wonder though how many unique cards out of the thirty-eight do end up with the ally keyword. Um, you know, just uh, based off of like what ally 
or like you know similar sounding effects have been in other TCGs. Like it, it, I feel my gut says like it has to be you know some kind of snowbally effect. Like the more allies, the better. You know things get increasingly good depending on the number of allies. Um, you know whether that's a stat or a new you know keyword or uh, you know if it adds existing keywords like uh, attempt fate or um, you know. It may be just like in that. if a creature has ally, it just has whatever keyword of other friendly creatures. It, it gets what its allies get. Oh, that would Maybe. be really cool. Yeah, like a, almost like a roar effect or just like, you know, if you have it on the board and then you play like something with, you know, overkill, do you think it gets overkill? Yeah, I, I would think it'd be like a roar effect, but if it's a keyword, it doesn't have to behave like a roar effect. Yeah, I guess so. That would be a really cool passive effect. Like they're, they're vanilla creatures with ally, but if you play a creature with keywords it gains those although that would be pretty insane that'd be, that'd be really cool with order then it's like oh i don't want to play my all-seeing spire i'll give my guy order hmm. it would also be really broken with like protected yeah i was gonna say Brocated. like you know allied creature shadow scryer it's like Ooh, nuts yeah. every creature's highborn knight yeah for sure um yeah i don't know hey you guys listening at home there what's your best guess as to what ally is currently we don't have any information on it so get your guesses in while that's still the case we'll see who's closest and, um, and they'll win the internet. Yeah. The, the only other thing that I had, I guess, like, thought of was maybe it's, like, a Chosen One Deuteria-style effect, uh, where, like, you know, you play a creature with ally, and then the next creature you play with ally gets, you know, a marginal buff or something like that. Um, something that, like, increases as the game goes on. But then I guess you would want to limit the number of ally cards they could have in their deck. But you can do that pretty easily with a 38-card set, you know? Yep, definitely. Hmm. Interesting. Again, yeah, I'm definitely excited. Hopefully, we get some spoilers soon. Yeah, definitely excited for a new set for any kind of shakeup, as we were alluding to before. Um, you know, maybe it'll be paired with a uh, balance patch. Yeah, that'd be great. Wow, what um, a, what an idea. Well, I guess like realistically, if we're if we're using history as an example, we'll probably get all the cards spoiled before we find out what ally means. So we'll be able to speculate hard because that's always how they've done. Is we see the cards and then we learn what the keywords do. Yeah, I guess you're right. I don't like that though. Yeah, that is I, one thing I wish they would have changed about the rollout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I say that every every new card season is I wish I knew what the keywords did. Yeah, but um, I, I get why they do it. You know, we we do end up making content. You know, speculation breeds conversation, and uh, you know, same thing we saw with the uh, Forge announcement. There, the chat was lit. Yep. Absolutely, it's uh, it's provocative. It gets the people going. You know, people are so excited about. Uh, what's this town called? The village of Ranikar? <laughs> we'll figure it out by next episode there. It's on the coastline of Evadoran. Oh, oh, near Evadoran? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's on the coast. Interesting. Yeah. Bad stuff's coming, but we're all in good spirits. And we've got hearts of gold. <laughs> a lot of hearts of gold. Just like-minded mercenaries. You hear mercenary and you think, that's a bad guy. They clearly haven't met Rios the old wolf. She <laughs> was. You're gonna to be tough to deal with. What do you What do you mean? I'm to you, Maxi. I'm We've so only excited. gotten the first bit of the lore. There's two more parts to come. Yeah, and it's gonna be like a collective, like 15 sentences all together, and I'm gonna read it a bunch of times, and then I'll tell you because you probably didn't read it. I really appreciate that. Honestly, I do. Like, it wouldn't be part of the pod if it weren't for you. So, I think I speak for everybody when we say thank you, Mudman. Yeah, and I'd like to ask the whole community who's your favorite member of the band of seven so far. The fat cat. 
That's my answer. He was little until he got big. Wow. That's a, whew, that is depth, dude. Um, yeah, I'm excited to dig into uh, the cards themselves, maybe their stats, maybe their tribes, something along those lines. Um, and yeah, I mean, we, we gosh, we have so much more uh, to talk about there. Uh, it's happened over the past couple months. I guess not, nothing like super, super impactful, but um, you know, stuff's been popping off in the, uh, the eSports scene in Gods and Chain there. We've had more tournaments than I can count. Um, you know, uh, and we, uh, Immutable um, just, just recently was saying that, um, you know, they're going to make a more conscious, concentrated effort to uh, support the esports ecosystem. So uh, I'm really happy to hear that. Uh, and yeah, if you, I mean, I, honestly, as a player, I think the best earning opportunities in the game right now are these free to enter tournaments. So, I mean, love to see more of that from Immutable. And um, if you're at home there, check out gustakes.gg. And uh, they have so many free to enter tournaments coming up over the next month or so. Um, yeah, get yourself a chance at a slice of the pie there, right? Yeah, and if uh, if you're not sure if you want to enter tournaments yet, you can check out uh, Suli's Twitch channel. He's showing all the Fight for Lysander coverage. Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. Currently, we're on like, number two. Three will start tomorrow. I think there's a four. I take that back. The best play to earn opportunity in the uh, in the game right now might I, be watching Suli yeah, streams. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, just just being around Suli. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He is uh, doing really great work over there, um, creating an engaging and rewarding community. Big shots to Suli. Yeah, and I'd like to just take a quick moment if everyone besides Suli could just mute their audio for a second. I'm talking just to Suli. I was a real headache for you during Fight for Lysander number two, and I'm sorry. <laughs> And now everybody can turn their volume right back up, and now we're back, and we're and it's pods unchanging. Earmuffs off. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Hopefully he's listening. If not, we'll have to ping him. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, there's uh, you know uh, lots of topics for us to discuss uh, in future episodes. We'll have to get to that next week. Hopefully, we have more information about the uh, new set. Uh, you know, maybe some more information on whether or not we're elected to the council. <laughs> and um, yeah, we'll have to start putting those plans in hard motion there. Yeah, it'll be great. We, we should at least have spoilers by next week. Yeah, fingers crossed. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to breaking it down with you and any other uh, major news that comes up in the meantime. Um, again, you guys at home, thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can check out the link in the description there to leave a voice message. Uh, you know, uh, Check us out elsewhere. Big shouts to Soul One, best in the game. Fiddling with the knobs. And um, don't forget, giveaway. At Pods Unchained on Twitter, retweet this episode. Quote, retweet it with the caption, Pod of the Year 2022. This is episode 51. You quote, retweet that, and uh, we'll check back with you next episode to announce some winners there. And um, yeah, anything else to plug? Oh, that's it for me. Awesome. That's it for me as well. Thanks again for listening, guys. Until next time, please take it easy. Have a wonderful day. So when I do too, things are so bright for you. I hope that is healing you. You bring so much fortitude. I'm so excited for you. Things are so bright for you. I hope that is healing you. You bring so much fortitude. I'm so excited for you